hard. Yeah, so your partner is already knocking on the devil's door, okay, at this point? Mm-hmm. I, Allison, I know the situation. I'm just like, I can't, I don't know what to think. You're an EMT. You're an EMT. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Cold Brews. I'm your co-host Allison. And I'm Colleen. And welcome to season two, episode 12. Uh, this is like our second time recording. Yeah, second run. God, guys, <laughs> it right, was so, so bad. We, we literally spent 30 <laughs> minutes recording about a podcast on the, the affordability housing, yeah. of the housing market right now in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. And, and it just wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't it. No, what? Because we were like depressed talking about it because it just ended up uh, like it was just ending up. Because the, the conclusion we came to was like you either have to have a really, really good job that pays you really well. <laughs> or you have family money. Yeah. Or you have family money. And that was it. We were quiet for like two minutes just <laughs> thinking about it. And we're like, fuck this. <laughs> we're like like, honestly this is depressing like let's just like let's just stop and then yeah we're like can we just find something easy like just a quick 20 minute quickie we always say that but then it ends up being (laughs) the average like time of each pod and it's like over an hour yeah yeah every time we're like we don't know what we're gonna talk about we do (laughs) but we genuinely didn't know this week guys because we also were trying to diversify the pod yeah. portfolio because there were so many story times, so many games. Speaking of story times, I hope you guys enjoyed our ghost story last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I've told that story so many times to other people and they're like, I'm never going to your friend's house, ever. Just like how you... <laughs> like, five years since Montreal, Allison has been telling people <laughs> at a <laughs> casino... Where we won two hundred dollars from twenty cents. No, 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 no. This is the story because I remember it. It's real. It's so because she's been saying this for five years. I don't remember it. Anytime a casino story comes up, this is a story I give because I know it happened because I witnessed it because I was like in shock. Okay, so in Montreal we each gave each other a budget which was a hundred bucks. I lost everything. Okay, Mm -hmm. and call on her card. She had like a quarter left. Right, because like, casinos now have, like, the... Like, the balance on the cards. Right, yeah, it's So, anyways, advanced. I was like, just put it in a random slot and just see what happens, okay? Because mm-hmm. we're like, it's 25 cents, just... You're, you're you already lost there. everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so, Carl puts it in a random, like, slot machine and wins back, like, 150 bucks or something like that. And I'm like, how do you not remember this? I don't remember this I remember at this all. We you were, paid for my dinner. We were wrecked that night. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember because you're like, oh, dinner on me. I'm like, okay. You, yeah, you, you'd remember that. But I literally, I was like, are you sure this was me? Yeah. You know what? Like, I don't know if we even paid for our alcohol like at the casino. Why did? Because we kept getting drinks, but I don't know. I don't remember paying for drinks. <laughs> We had our favorite bars yeah. in Montreal, Winston okay. Churchill. Yeah, but no, no, no. The bar at the casino. I don't remember paying him ever. 
We showed a lot of boobage that <laughs> night, so I'm not sure. I don't know if we were supposed to go back and pay, but you know what? Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. That was like five years ago. All right, so today's pod call, it's from what, BuzzFeed? Yeah, Classic. nothing serious, nothing serious. But here's okay. here's what we're going to do, guys. Nine moral dilemmas that will break your brain. Yeah, so these like moral dilemma questions, are they like one of those... Your grandma's going to get hit by a train, or if you move it, <laughs> twenty you save people. 10 people or whatever. It, I, it's kind of based off of that, but I think with, like, scenarios. Like, okay. your best friend's wedding, this is happening. Okay, okay. Give it to me. Basically, are we all terrible people? Um, so <laughs> there's two options you can choose from, and then after that, you can see how much of the people who took the survey went with each option. Okay. There's nine. Let's go with the first one. Your best friend's wedding. E's wedding. Okay, let's say it's an E's wedding. Okay. You're at E's wedding just yeah. an hour before the ceremony is set to start. Earlier that day. <laughs> what? This is fiction. This is fiction. Okay. Earlier that day, you came across definitive proof that your best friend's spouse to be is having an affair. Oh my. God. With the best, with the maid of honor. <laughs> with you? <laughs> Okay, let's say with, like, one of the bridal parties. With one of the bridal parties. <laughs> and you catch them sneaking out of a room together looking, I can't pronounce this word. Disheveled? Disheveled. Yeah. Is that the word? Know? Yeah. How did I know? I'm not even reading it. And I just feel like that's the word that I know you can't pronounce. <laughs> how, how, how would I say it? Disheveled? <laughs> okay, looking disheveled. Okay. If you tell your friend about the affair... Their day will be ruined, but you don't want them to marry a cheater. What do you do? Option one. Okay. Tell your best friend. Okay. Sure, the day will be ruined, but better a day ruined than an entire life. Option two. Say nothing. Your job is to be supportive and participate in your friend's happiness. Option one. Yes, we know. I I didn't even really have to think about that. Mm -hmm. Option one it's your choice. If you want to, like, make him suffer and let him wait at the aisle for you, but you're never going to show up, I'll help you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you're always team girl or yeah, like, your if friend is. she wants to stay, like, that is her choice. Mm-hmm. But, but I feel morally obliged as her best friend yeah. to tell her. Yeah. Agreed. Because, yeah, I would want the same thing to be said to me. Same. Right? Same, yeah tell your best friend option one 87 percent which is 338,000 people also said to tell the best friend who are the 50,000 people that would just keep their mouth quiet <laughs> those people are cheaters themselves honestly <laughs> okay. honestly shout out to you guys not <laughs> okay, okay next question number two robin hood you're an eyewitness to a crime a man has robbed a bank but instead of keeping the money for himself, he donates it to a poor orphanage that can now afford to feed, clothe, and care for its children. You know who committed the crime. Okay. If you go to authorities with the information, there's a good chance the money will be returned to the bank, leaving a lot of kids in need. What do you do? Option one, turn the robber into the authorities. Right is right. Option two, Say nothing since the money went to what you deem is a good cause. Let's ca- let's do it on the count of three. Option one or two, okay? One, okay. two, three. I'm not no snitch. Two. Yeah. 
say nothing <laughs> since the money stitches. went to what you deem a good cause. My question for you, would you change your answer if it didn't go to a good cause? If it went to them spending it all on themselves? Um. Sorry, what? If this scenario wasn't Well, I can't about... really discuss this question a lot because I work for a bank, so... Oh. True. Okay, let's leave it at that. Job security is important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Let's see what other people have said. 77% said say nothing. Mm-hmm. So last 282,000 people. We're getting juicier, okay. Ooh, number three. Speaking of work. Okay. Company policy. Oh, God. <laughs> you have a job as a network administrator for a company that also employs your best friend's husband. One okay. day, your best friend's husband sends you a message asking you to release an email from quarantine. This requires you to open the email, at which point you discover that it's correspondence between this guy and his secret lover. After releasing the email, you find yourself in a pickle. Your instinct is to tell your best friend about his husband's infidelities, but divulging the contents of company's email is against company policy and you could lose your job. First oh, of all, first it's like of Chicago all, Med. It's, first of all, it's he's using his work's email for private matters. Mm-hmm. So here's how you don't really get involved. There is called a freaking, um, what? <laughs> what's the hotline called at work? what um non like basically anonymous hotline yeah where you can report yeah you can just do but you that. know what if you were the if you were the assistant of this person yeah like who else would know about this it doesn't you know matter I mean? because if it's a company you're still it's still gonna go under risk and regulatory and privacy it's gonna go through all of that stuff you know and like they like your like your emails are aren't your emails <laughs> they're the company's emails true if you were using your plain live gmail mm-hmm. hotmail account yeah cool but you're using your work email yeah that's not your property yeah exactly yeah. so i mean that's it's his fault like i don't know yeah i also didn't finish reading the scenario oh we just got- <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah go ahead <laughs> So basically, this person in this situation, you are the assistant of mm-hmm. this. Let's say you're the assistant of your best friend's husband. Yeah. For example. And you read his correspondence. Yeah. With his lover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have a company policy where you can't divulge information, yeah. but then the moral dilemma of telling your best friend. So basically, the last Whistle sentence- hotline. There you go. Sorry. What? I'm trying to. <laughs> think hotline. about the freaking word, word. Once, i'm like okay. it's not snitch hotline it's another word it's hotline yeah but the last sentence is once it becomes plain and clear that your best friend found out about his cheating husband through a company email all trails will inevitably lead to you as the leak so do you tell him about the indiscretion option one yes your loyalty to your best friend eclipses any company policy or option two no, it sucks that your best friend has a cheating husband, but you can't risk losing your job. One, two, three. Let's, uh, that, wait a minute. You have, okay, here's option the thing. Option one is, what's the option one? Can you re- repeat it again? Option one. It's basically like, will you tell your best friend? 
Oh, so one okay. is yes. Your loyalty to your best friend eclipses any company policy. Or option two, no, it sucks that your best friend has a cheating husband, but you can't risk losing your job. Okay, there's ways around this. I know, but this is, but you only have two options. It, you can't think of workarounds. No, okay, well, here's select? the thing. You talk to your boss, because that's your boss, right? And it's like, I saw this email come through, wasn't sure if I was meant to see it. However, I'm sure you're aware of company policies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, and it's like you know what I saw. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like I would talk, I would talk to my boss, and be like, "What's up?" So you would intervene because your boss is your best friend's husband. Yeah, but you have to understand at work that's your boss. Yeah, at work it's not your best friend's husband; it's your boss, right? See, but that's debatable, though. It depends what you value more. Your relationship like, outside of Okay, work. I would tell my friend to, like, hey, has your husband been acting weird lately? Or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Without, like, here's the thing. Like, the boss is in the wrong. Because he's yes. using his work emails for his private... And he might be aware, too, that this is, like, why he's using his work email. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe she has access to his personal It's very email. interesting how it's almost the same situation as your best friend's wedding, but we have the layer of, like, a rule. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes it more difficult yeah, to Yeah, it's answer. your job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think your friend would want you to be unemployed. Mm-hmm. There's ways around this where it's just, like, at the end of the day, it's your boss's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's a really here's here's how I'm thinking about it. Okay, think about our bosses. Yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. Think about our bosses. Say, for example, age doesn't matter. Yeah. We're all the same age. We're similar ages. And then your boss started dating your best friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <Certainly. laughs> okay. Your boss started dating your best friend. Yeah. And if you were in this situation, it's just like. You don't know what you do. You know, it's circumstantial because, like, my with my boss, I would talk to her. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. I would talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. And First of all, my boss would never cheat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm saying, like, oh, I don't know. That's, that's tough because, like, I'm exposed to, like, private material every day, but I don't say anything. Yeah. To the- even my coworkers or, or my friends, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's But here's the thing. This is a moral dilemma because who it impacts is someone you care about deeply. Mm-hmm. If it was the same situation, but they were dating someone else you had no idea about, I doubt your reaction would be the same. Yeah. Or you'd have such an internal struggle about it. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't know how to answer that question because it's like. I, yeah, I would be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I would drop hints like. Yeah. Hey, yep. is mm-hmm. so and so has been working late, but you said he was working late, but he wasn't in the office. I won't lie for you, but I also <laughs> won't tell on you. That's the thing. It's okay. Can, are, we can't skip this question. Clearly, right? We have to answer it. Yeah. Oh, what? Am, just pick a random one and see what people. Okay. Say. Okay. Okay. Pick- <laughs> Bro, if we were in our situation, like here's the thing: if I was a new employee. Okay, like, if I was a new to employee, me, the value, I don't know, I okay, don't know. Here's the thing, if I was... We're, like, okay. overthinking this. <laughs> yeah, if I had a boss, 
and mm-hmm. I saw those emails come in, but I didn't know the person that they mm-hmm. were cheating on with. It's none of my business. It is literally none of my business. Okay, but that's not even the question. It's your best friend. (laughs) The question is, it's my best friend. So So it's like, how do I... Allison, just answer. Just answer. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't answer it. Yeah, there's so many variables. Okay, I'm just going to... We're cheating, but we're not going to choose one. So (laughs) the answer is we won't lie for our boss, but we won't tell our best friend the truth either like we we would give like you know what it is we're like it's not that it's not my business it's like i'm legally bound yeah i can literally get sued right now <laughs> okay this okay. is my job i end up Let's in the choose. streets ooh, ooh, 59 percent said yes 41 percent said no people were also torn up about this thing. oh that's really close results. it is yeah. tough it's tough wow I thought these were easy. And then now we get like, to number, we're on number two. We're on three. Oh my God. Okay, go. Okay, okay. Number four. Okay. Ooh. A sinking sensation. Ready? Yeah. You've been on a cruise for two days when there's an accident that forces everyone on board to abandon ship. Is this a Titanic situation? <laughs> okay. During the evacuation, one of the boats is damaged, leaving it with a hole that fills it with water. You figure that with 10 people in the boat, you can keep the boat afloat by having nine people scoop the filling water out by hand for 10 minutes while the 10th person rests. You follow me? Okay. After that person's 10 minute rest, they will get back to work while another person rests. So they're like on rotation. This should keep the boat from sinking long enough for a rescue team to find you as long as it happens within five hours. You're taking your first break when you notice your best friend... In a sound lifeboat with only nine people in it, and he beckons you to swim over and join them so you don't have to keep bailing out water. If you leave the people in the sinking boat, they will only they will only be able to stay afloat for two hours instead of five, decreasing their chance of being rescued, but securing your life. Okay. What do you do? I uh, oh option one. Option one. <laughs> so You're making up already. options. Okay. Yeah. Option one. Stay in your boat and hope that you are all rescued within five hours' time before the boat sinks and you all drown. Option two, jump ship and join your friend and his boat and hope that the others are rescued within two hours. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's pick which option, though, first. Ready? Three. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay, okay. Three, two... One. Option one. one. <laughs> yes. I cannot. I cannot. I won't be able to like Swim. live. Oh. <laughs> first, of say, all, first of all. I was going to say, how can you even get to the other boat? You can't even swim. <laughs> yes, I can. I can't float. I can't tread in water. I can We're swim in an ocean. We're in a, it's not a pool call. I can swim forward. I've swam How in an ocean. It doesn't even say. How I don't know, but the fact that I'm talking to my friend in a boat <laughs> means they're kind of close, Allison. <laughs> okay, 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 what I was saying is I cannot live knowing my decision caused nine people to die. Yeah. I would because, struggle. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, because, like, you think about it, like, okay, five hours. Screw it. We're all in this together, man. Five mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Someone's, we're going to all get rescued, okay? Yeah. Imagine, like, two hours in, 
no rescue team mm-hmm. and you see the boat just sinking i would i i'd be i would cry i, would, I know you would imagine would a little be... grandma in there i know you would cry squid game first of all Jody. carl would just be like don't, don't, don't even bother just take all my breaks <laughs> that'd be you that's freaking you it's okay don't worry i got this <laughs> All right. So, what I did the results you. say? I hate you. Okay. We're... Okay. Sixty-eight percent went with option one to stay in the boat. Thirty-two mm-hmm. percent said they would jump ship. So, I I don't want to be in the boat with you. All right. Hmm. Ready? Yeah. The accidental Samaritan. Do you want to switch back and forth? Do you want to like read some of the sure. <laughs> Ew, I can hear the wind. Uh, I can't reach her phone. Okay. Where's four? I'm just okay. making up numbers. You're you're involved in a two oh my god. You're involved in a two car car <laughs> What? Allison read properly. You're involved in a two-car crash on your way to work one morning in which you accidentally hit and kill a pedestrian. Oh, no. As you get out of the car, you're intercepted by a tearful woman who seems to think that she hit and killed a pedestrian. Okay. This is getting harder. Okay. You're not sure why she thinks she hit the person, but she is convinced there's only you, the woman, and the person you hit on the road. There are no other witnesses. You know that whoever is deemed responsible will probably be sent to jail. What do you do? Option one. Confess your responsibility. You wouldn't be able to live with the guilt of, of an innocent person being in jail for a crime you committed. Let the woman take the blame. The this thought of being two. locked away for the rest of your life and families too much to bear. Okay, option one is take, is... Yeah, own up Confess, and option two is let the woman take the blame. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. One. One. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch Stay at the scene. Stay at the scene. You know? Make it easier for yourself. Yes. Accidents, accidents happen. (laughs) And, you know, if you're gonna stay in, like, you know, just don't let someone else take blame Mm -hmm. for what you did. And also, yeah, as soon as you leave the accident, mm-hmm. that's when stuff kind of really goes downhill. Yeah. Like, all of the movies and TV shows we've yeah. seen with this episode, yeah. it drags on for 40 minutes and an hour, and you end up in the same place. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's gonna kill you if you let the woman take the blame, and you don't know what life you're ruining. no empathy, then fine. But... but- Oh, okay. How yeah. many people? Seventy-five percent of those said they would they would own up to their to the accident. Twenty-five percent said they would let the woman take the blame. Damn, cold, cold heart. Okay, this is question number five. Mm-hmm. A day at the beach. Fuck. <laughs> what day? Your family is vacationing alone on a private st- stretch of beach with no lifeguard. Ooh, I'm rich. Okay. Your daughter and your niece. No! Don't do this to me! I'm on my period. I can't think about this. Okay. 
I'm going to say, well, it says here both seven, but realistic, that's not real. Yeah. But your daughter and your niece, it doesn't matter the age. <laughs> Why did they do this? Your daughter and your niece, both seven, are best friends and eager to get into the water. You caution them to wait until the water calms, but they don't listen to you and they sneak in anyways. Mm-hmm. You soon hear screams of distress and find them both caught in a strong current. You're only a swimmer strong enough to save one of them. Your niece is a very poor swimmer and likely won't make it. Your daughter is a stronger swimmer, but only has a 50% chance of holding on long enough for you to come back for her. Who do you say first? Are you fucking kidding me? Option one. Save your daughter first. You know that your niece will probably die, but you can't bear to lose your child. (laughs) What the fuck? Option two. Save your niece first and hope that your daughter can hold hold on long enough for you to come back for her. I would rather try to save them both and all of us die because I cannot, like, I can't fucking do that. Call, they're on opposite ends. You have to swim to one. They're on opposite ends? Yes. Oh my God. I was too busy visualizing it that I did not get okay. the details. Your, your daughter is a stronger swimmer. She can hold up. She has a 50% chance. I thought you meant physically on the opposite ends of, like, the water. Like, imagine the, you literally have one direction to go to, left or right, to save mm. one. And your niece can't swim. Save your daughter or save your niece? Oh, I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> um. Okay, my daughter has a fifty percent chance of mm-hmm. survival. She says here, your daughter has a strong is a stronger swimmer, but only has fifty percent chance of holding on long enough for you to come back for her. But your niece, okay, she literally cannot. She swim cannot. Swim. So she'll die. She cannot swim. Uh, okay. She is a, it says here, your niece is a very poor swimmer. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> so she can't swim. Okay, option one is save the niece. Save your daughter. Save your daughter first because your niece will probably die, <laughs> but you can't bear to lose your child. Save your niece first is option two and hope that your daughter can hold on long enough for oh. you to come back to her. Oh my god, okay, let's just get this over with. Okay. One. Two, three, two. two. <laughs> it's the statistic yeah. of fifty percent chance of survival. Yeah. If both of them couldn't swim, I would obviously have to save my own daughter. Yeah, but here they give you a fi- your daughter has a fifty percent chance. I know they didn't make it that cruel, yeah. but it because if they both couldn't swim, yeah, you'd it was be literally forced. here like very poor, so she can't swim. <laughs> yeah, like it's true. Okay, what so option say? two. Wow. 61% said they would save their niece first, mm-hmm. and then 39% said they would save their daughter first. Yeah. it's This is literally a moral <laughs> dilemma. I was thinking, you know how I was thinking about it? I was like, Ave is my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> this is how is my niece. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I'm like, who am I saving first? Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is question six. Mm-hmm. The spouse and the lover. Jesus Christ. You're an EMT on the scene of a car crash that involves your spouse and the lover you didn't know she or he had. Ooh. Right? 
They are both gravely injured. Your spouse, your spouse's injuries are the worst of them. Is this Chicago man? <laughs> you can tell it's unlikely he or she will pull through. Meanwhile, his lover or her lover has a neck wound that will prove fatal if pressure isn't applied soon. Whom do you choose to work on first? Option one, work on your spouse, even though she or he cheated and probably won't pull through. Your loyalty lies to them. Option two, work on his or her lover. They can definitely be saved. And even though you may hate them, saving them is your job. Okay, here's what I learned in Chicago Med. Yes, I know. In any medical show. You put your resources towards the people that have a greater chance of survival. But if this is your spouse and their lover, doesn't make a difference. So option one is, like, is the partner, like, would your partner be, like, absolutely dead and you're just, like, wasting time on them? You can tell it's unlikely your partner will pull through. Hmm. Hmm. Meanwhile, their lover has a neck wound that will prove to be fatal if pressure isn't applied soon. hard yeah so your partner is already knocking on the devil's door okay at this point mm-hmm. i allison i know the situation i'm just like i can't i don't know what to think you're an emt you're an emt all right are you okay op- ready ready One. are you gonna save your partner who won't pull through or are you gonna save their lover ready One, two. Three. Lover. Two. Yeah. Work on work on the lover. They can definitely be saved. And even though you may hate them, saving them is your job. Again, it's the context that matters, yeah. right? If both had an equal chance of survival and like within the minute, if you didn't tend to their injuries, they would die. Mm-hmm. I would choose my partner. 60% of the people who took this test. So 147,000 people. Yeah said that they would work on the person's lover, on their partner's lover. Damn. I mean, you take an oath, you do your job. It's um, true. She has a higher chance of surviving. Mm-hmm. However, if you, if this, if, okay, in this situation, if you weren't an EMT and you were part of this If accident, I wasn't an EMT and I don't know what the hell is going on, I'm going I'd, to my partner. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know how to assess the situation. Like, obviously, I'm going to go to, like, my mm-hmm. partner. Exactly. I think this is number seven now, right? Mm-hmm. A difficult decision. You mm-hmm. and your son are prisoners at a concentration camp. What the fuck? What? Okay, wait. What the fuck? Trigger warning. Trigger warning. You and your son are prisoners at a camp. Okay. You, s- you, whoa, they didn't even spell this right. You son. Buzzfeed. You son tried. <laughs> <laughs> Your son tried to escape, but was recaptured and sentenced to hang at the gallows. Gallows? Gallows. Gallows. To send a I message. Mean, what would I know? To- yeah, I'm like, well, I don't freaking know. <laughs> to send a message to all others who may try to escape. The guard orders you to pull the chair out from under your son. <gasps> if you refuse, the guard will kill your son and another innocent person in the camp. What do you do? Tearfully pull the chair out from under your son. This is fucked up. Option two, refuse to pull the chair out from under your son, ensuring both his death and the death of another inmate. This is just the trolley problem, like, revised. Fuck. 
Jesus Christ. First of all, we're in a, we're in that kind of camp. So, I mean, like, everyone's going to end up in Dead. some sort of terrible situation. Yeah. Okay. Option one is do it. Option two is don't do it and your son and someone else will die. Yeah. So, option one, one person dies. Option two, mm-hmm. two people die. I'd be curious to know the end. Like, will I also die? Like, what is... No, because I'm pretty sure they would want to torture you. Great. Right? So it's like you're living with the fact that you killed your own son. (sighs) But then I'm living with the fact that I didn't kill my own son. But then I might have killed someone else's son, too. This is maybe where our, our opinions might differ. But are you ready? I don't know. I have mine. And I'll explain after. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One... Two, three. Two. Two. <laughs> Why'd you think I would pick one? You think I would kill my own son? What the fuck? I love- no, this is where our opinions would differ. No, because you were alluding to like not wanting to kill, have someone else, have someone else die. I'm in a, I'm in this camp where all of us are going to die. <laughs> Okay, but I'm not going to be the one to kill my son. <laughs> okay. I know, at least I can blame them for killing my son. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, well, we picked yeah. option two. Yeah, yeah, okay, I thought yeah, I had to explain. Oh, wow! Whoa, what? Wow, okay! 30%, so 92,000 people, refuse to pull a chair out from under their son. Meaning? And ensuring both his death and the death of another inmate. 62%... So they would kill their son? Tearfully pull the chair out under their son. 149 people, 149,000 people. So we people. were in the minority in this yes. answer? But here's my justification. I don't know if it's the same with you, but just like, I don't want my son's blood on my hands. And also, when we're in this camp, yeah. and we all have a high chance of death, I don't care about other people. Yeah. I literally care about me and whoever is there with me, like my son. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Doctor's Dilemma. Great. 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 All right, Chicago Med. <laughs> You're a doctor at a top hospital. You have six gravely ill patients, five of whom are urgent need of oxygen transplants. Sorry, <laughs> organ transplants. <laughs> oxygen. Because <laughs> I was reading. You want I was looking at the thing, the picture. <laughs> organ transplants. You can't help them, though, because there are no available organs that can be used to save their lives. Mm. The sixth patient, however, will die without a particular medicine. If he or she dies, you will be able to save the five other patients by using the organs of patient six, who is an organ donor. What do you do? Wait, the particular medicine, oh. is it available? Um, let me see. It doesn't say. So it just says... The sixth patient, however, will die without the particular medicine. So is it... Okay. 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 What are the options? Option one. Keep patient six comfortable, but do not give him the medical care that could save his life in order to save the other five patients. You guys are... What was the thing? HIPAA. HIPAA, you HIPAA. guys. HIPAA. HIPAA. <laughs> save patient six and let the other five die. It's unfortunate, but that's not your call to make. Ready? We're a doctor here. Mm-hmm. Three, one, two, two three, one. Option two. two. <laughs> Why did we count back backwards? <laughs> did we just count backwards? 
Option two. You are not God. You're a doctor. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you could save more lives, but this is your patient and you're refusing medical care that you know you can give them to save five others. That's yeah. not your call. Even if they don't make it even after the medicine, like, they're a donor anyways, but, like, do your job. You're a doctor. Yeah. The context... Okay, here's the context. If the medicine was, like, unavailable, right? And the situation was like, would you resuscitate them and try to keep them alive? Or the other situation, just let them die? That would be a better question and a better dilemma. Yeah, but the medicine is available here. Yeah, no brainer. Save your patient. So 151,000 people voted, and that's 64% said they would save patient six. Right. 36% said they wouldn't, and that's only 85,000 people. That's still a lot of people. <laughs> That's That's, a lot of- if they were all doctors. Wait a minute, was that the last one? Aw, I was having fun. Oh wait, yeah, that's it. Aw. That was it. What was the toughest question here, you think? What I know they? which one. The one we didn't freaking answer. <laughs> oh, the company policy one. The company yeah. policy one. That yeah. was tough. That that was it really has tough. legal implications too and like No, because we both work in the corporate world. We both so. work in with finances in some regard. Yeah, so that's yeah, option two is really hard to answer. I think I was surprised with um the camp one. The camp one with our son. Mm-hmm. I was surprised we were the minority in that answer. Yeah. But then again, I guess some people are like, well, I'm not going to kill two people. Yeah, it depends what you value more, yeah. right? Like, I I don't want my son's blood on my hands. But by the way, you guys, this is just a survey we're just taking, okay? This isn't, don't take it literally. Oh, oh my God. It's like, yeah, it's BuzzFeed. <laughs> we're like looking at a recording and yeah. talking to a <laughs> This, please do not take this seriously, okay? This is just a survey that we're taking on BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, question question two was hard. Um, question clearly... two was hard because of the work and personal life boundaries. You know what? It was the options they gave us. There was no... There was no realistic way of handling it because yeah. I wouldn't have done either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, realistically, it's your boss's fault for using work email it's your boss's fault for cheating yes. first of all cheating. it's not yeah yeah cheating one <laughs> two using your work emails your emails aren't even yours they're the companies yeah people people can surprise you with how they think they can get away with anything on their work computers you cannot i try not to use my work computer for anything but work yeah. Because they can see everything. Yeah. And even if you delete files, it's not deleted. Yeah. Even Come on. like even my phone is monitored. Like mm-hmm. I, I just I don't understand. Okay, anyway, so question two was definitely hard to answer. The Which question one? with the camp was difficult, but surprising. I think that was surprising for me, but what was the most morally difficult for you to do? Oh, it was saving my daughter or my niece. I agree. Yeah. Because I have a visual because I have a niece. Yeah. <laughs> Two nieces. Yeah, yeah. no, that's why I'm like, I don't have, I'm like, I don't have a daughter, but I'm like, that's why I was imagining Zaya and like Abby and I was like, mm. Good to know. You Abby can Abby swim. You your daughter. <laughs> I'm like, Abby can swim. 
<laughs> Maybe that's why the age is important because it's the same. They're the same age, like because you obviously want to save a little kid yeah. more than a bigger kid. Yeah. So it says yeah. here they're both seven and they're best friends. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how can you look at your brother or your sister's face and be like, "I let your kid die," when you know your daughter had the chance to survive? Yeah. yeah. And it's like you know, my kid doesn't know how to swim, and your kid knows how to swim. And it's I'm like valid. And it's like, it's oh, true. Gosh. Yeah. Well. That that was that that was quick. What t- what are we quick. at? We're quick at, like, for what? forty minutes, no, but we're like, like forty minutes right now. Okay, cool. I mean, give or take two minutes for editing. Yeah. So I, that was nine moral dilemmas that will break your brain from twenty fourteen. Call. I thought this was twenty twenty one. I'm looking at this now. October twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. Tracy is probably not even working at BuzzFeed anymore. Okay, but it's heck? still relevant. <laughs> it's still those, relevant, I those guess. Those aren't outdated, you know? <laughs> All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Mm-hmm. Not too long. I know. It's weird. I feel like this is a short episode when last season we're like, this is so long. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. There's some episodes we have that are 20 minutes. Yeah. Who were we? And that took us like three hours to edit. <laughs> Now we're editing like an hour episode in like while we're cleaning our rooms and watching Netflix. Oh my gosh, we've come off. We've come a long way. We have. It hasn't even been a year. I know. We're putting out seasons like Riverdale on Netflix. You guys, are you ready for another giveaway? What are we giving away? Oh, I don't know, but it is Christmas season is coming up. Tis the season. We're doing. We're trying to do one giveaway mm-hmm. per season. One giveaway per season. So continue to brew in. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for freshly brewed episodes every Monday. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Two Cold Brews for sneak peeks and teasers. You can check out our Instagram page. Speaking of teasers, here's one from episode 13. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> I think she's an Aquarius. There's something about her that's very like... Why? Why though? Why do you think? I don't know. I don't know. She looks like a fish. 